Let's fix this health crisis in the classroom because every child deserves a fair chance to succeed in school and in life. Learn more at childrenshealthfund.org. Score North on AM 1500 KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis. 94.5 KSTP FM St. Paul HD2 and on scorenorth.com. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. Get set for another refreshing look at Major League Baseball. Style and grace. Oh, man, I love Mel Allen. It is the Score North first place Twins show live from Bomba Soda, the land of 10,000 ranks. The Twins magic number is 85, and I'm Rami Makloff, along with Twins reporter Derek Wetmore, Manny Hill on the other side of the glass. If you want to get in on the action, 651-646-8255 or tweet the show at Score North. And it is kind of this week in baseball here in, in the first segment in the Score North first place Twins show because Derek Wetmore, while he is our Twins reporter and one of the many hosts, of the Score North First Place Twins Show, which, by the way, comes to you at noon, Monday through Friday, and you can subscribe to it wherever you download podcasts or at the Score North mobile app. But Derek also has, would you call them administrative, managerial duties behind the scenes? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I never know how to describe them. Corporate duties. Corporate duties. Let's say corporate. So he had a conference for about three days, right? Tuesday through yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. So he's been kind of out of the loop, and a lot has happened. And a lot has been speculated so I've been told. to happen in the last three days. So, and, and look, quite honestly, we all have lives, and not everybody can be constantly tapped into the Twins like we usually are in our jobs. So there might be other people who need catching up on some of the stuff that's happened with the Twins and has been speculated about happening with the Twins here on a Friday on the Score North First Place Twins host. So let's catch Derek and anybody yes. else up yes. on your Minnesota Twins. I definitely feel like I need this pretty badly, that. and... This week in baseball, I love the music. Is when I oh fell in my love God. with baseball. Oh my God! Watched the Saturday game of the week when I was a kid. Yes, and Twib notes just before it, that, and it's like I didn't. Yeah, thank you, man. Music, man. Oh. Someday, someday, we'll do a segment with this as just the bed. I would love it. I would <laughs> be love fantastic. it. That would be great. Oh man, oh, that would be, be outstanding. So I was given a bit of a. Uh, crash course or a refresher on how things are going with the twins got a text this morning from a friend who follows things closely who said yeah if anything you need to know uh the twins offense mashed and their bullpen was a disaster there you go you're caught up not entirely a disaster (laughs) i wouldn't say i said oh okay so i didn't miss anything so there was a series with the mariners in case you didn't know they played the mariners they hosted them for three games at target field game one martin perez was on the mound and it was another Rough outing for Martin Perez Uh-oh. after the Twins early on did what they did, which is hit Bombas, Jonathan Scope, and uh, Jason Castro had home runs that tied it at three after uh, Edwin Encarnacion homered off Perez in the first inning. He'll do that. And then, so he was lifted after five, but that's where things got good. And this is what I mean when I say it wasn't entirely bad for the Twins' bullpen. And we'll play, did the Twins' bullpen do its job later in the show? America's favorite new game show coming up at 1240. But 
You got four innings of one-run baseball from the combination of Duffy, Harper, McGill, and May. The one run coming off Harper in his one inning of work off of two hits and a walk. Okay, yeah, you'll take that. That's solid. And that's not exactly the quartet that you thought it was going to be at the beginning of the season. Right. If I told you you need to, you need four good innings out of your bullpen, you're probably not saying, all right, run out there, Duffy, Harper, McGill, and May. If you told that me that in like spring the, training, I'd have been like, like, wait, the, all those guys made the team? That sounds like the worst law firm ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I trampled all over your joke Harper, McGill, and May. <laughs> Senior partners. Have you been involved in a drunk driving accident called Duffy, Harper, McGill, and May? Have you been involved in a short start by a twin starter? <laughs> know your rights. Yeah. Were you blindsided by a Martin Perez start? <laughs> so I was just going to, okay, like... Drill down on this real quickly yeah. as we're. I know we're kind of rapid fire trying to catch me up. Sure, here, but like, yeah, no, it's fine. Martin Perez, you starting to get a little shaky, nervous because I think you and I were the Perez defenders when he came out and had his first bad start. We were like, ah, throw that one away, a flush bit. it, move I mean, past it. I knew there would be regression, sure, um, but I, I don't. I think he's somewhere in between, and I said this. I said this before this last start. I think he's somewhere in between what we saw when. He looked like Johan Santana for the first couple months of the season and what we've seen in the last five starts from Martin Perez. I think the real guy is somewhere in between there. Okay. I am convinced that they found something there with him and uh, sort of fixed him and whatever problems he was having in Texas. And teams caught on to what he was doing. Scouting reports sure. spread. Video is is very easily accessible to these players nowadays to see what Martin Perez was doing. Now it's on Martin Perez and Wes Johnson and the Twins to try and counter that. This game yeah. is all about adjustments, especially when you talk about the, the the battle between pitchers and hitters. Over the course of a season, hitters get figured out. They have to adjust. Pitchers get figured out, and they have to adjust. So yeah. okay. can Martin Perez do it? I I guess three makes me a little nervous, um, but not having seen how this outing went, like pitch for pitch, I'm not I'm not even in the position to mash a panic button. Like I kind of just have to take your word on it right now. There are some starts, Rami, where you might go five innings, give up five runs, and you'll having having watched it, having seen it play out, you're like, well, yeah, the numbers don't look good, but honestly, that three two pitch, he got squeezed. That loaded the bases and then a grand slam, and it's like a totally different ball game. So one cliche I don't like in baseball is when the pitcher who got lit up comes in and gets to say, yeah, well, I mean, it was just the two mistakes when you gave up two home runs. Like, no, I mean, it was more than you that led more, to that. They, those are just the ones <laughs> they took advantage yeah, of. Those, those are, are the ones that are going right. to be on Sports Center tonight. Right. Those are the ones they made you pay for. The other mistakes we're just not going to talk about here because you gave up five runs in five innings. I'm just saying that all all starts with a bad stat line are not exactly created equal. Sure. And so I would want to see that before I was able to uh, adequately, confidently push the panic button on Martin Perez. I I would agree with that. Yeah, I mean, you can't make a total judgment without actually seeing the start. And in fact. It almost doesn't matter for the Twins in terms of winning the Central, right. but we yeah. are going to get to later in the show as part of Five Thoughts this week. Mm-hmm. One reason that these starts can scare you, games do matter in June, is because now you're not playing for the Central, boys. Right. You're playing for home field advantage in October. Yeah, whatever moves you make, it's, it's, changed. it's about playoff roster construction. It's, it's not. Changed. It's not to make a push into October. It's about to. It's about making a push through October. There's no pressure on winning the odd game on a Tuesday against the Royals in Kansas City in July. Right. Until you are one of the top teams in baseball, in which case, every win matters. Five thoughts at 1220? I think we're going to do that. And yeah. what are today's five thoughts? The five teams... 
to challenge the Twins for home field advantage. I'm so cut the brakes on this club, like Rami. It. You're wearing off like on it. me that I, I don't know how you're cut the brakes guy, but you're letting <laughs> Judd, you want Judd to drive the bus. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it? sorry. Are we? Them's the rules. Are we having fun on this bus, or, or, or are we gonna are we gonna break for every? Pothole? I want a bus driver who's gonna be attentive to the hairpin turns, so we can go and party in the back of the Bomba bus. That's what I want, Rami. I'm, I'm just waiting till we get to that gap in the bridge. Because <laughs> it's speed, man. I'm with Judd. It's speed. It's Keanu Reeves. It's Sandra Bullock. It's Dennis Hopper. Oh, what are we going to do? Come so trade you, deadline. Hold on. So the gap this, in the bridge. And this analogy is, is Judd, Sandra, and I'm Keanu? Because I'd rather... Good I'm good with that. I'm good with being Keanu Reeves. I go on to play John Wick later in my career. I, yeah, it's very impressive. <laughs> right. Well, Judd did, say that, Judd did say he's driving the bus. And in speed, Sandra Bullock was was actually the one driving the bus. Right. So who hops... Because I haven't seen it. You'll be shocked. So you have to what? catch Derek up on the movie have Speed, you, too. Did, and that's Rami, what the segment's okay, all okay, about. Okay, Rami, yeah. Did, did, this is for I a whole we other show. I thought we were catching you up on the yeah. Twins, not the You're going to learn that Derek Wetmore has like never seen a movie Catch of me any up. kind like ever, yep. whatsoever. You're catching me up on the Twins and Mariners series and of basically all cultural events that happened between the years 1985 <laughs> and today. Okay, so there's a bus, right? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so here's what I want to know is who is the, and then we'll get to the rest of the series, obviously, but who is the person who has to execute the bridge jump in the actual movie. Sandra Bullock. That's Sandra. Bullock. She's That's Judd. Mm-hmm. I want Judd to jump the bridge because I know Judd has a World Series attitude. That's why I gave him the keys to the Bumble Bus because I know when it comes to you need an ace and you need somebody to hold down the back end of the bullpen, but it's going to cost you a top prospect. Judd won't flinch. Right. Judd will jump the bridge. He'll He'll... He'll span that chasm in the blink of an eye, trade those three prospects so fast your head will spin. Because <laughs> Judd cares not for your piddly prospects. He cares for the ace to go win in October. That's right. why he's driving. Game two of the series was the one game of this series that the Twins actually lost. It was a 9-6 final, but I think a lot of good to come out of this. Now, the bad is, yes, the bullpen was was bad in this one, and that was ultimately what cost them, along with some sloppy defense. Five errors in the game, Derek. Three of them Ugh. coming in the 10th inning for three unearned runs off of Tyler Duffy. No thanks. To lose the game. But in between all that, Jose Barrios did not have his best stuff, and Judd talked about this, and I think had a column about it at scorenorth.com, the Score North mobile app. This was the third or fourth time, maybe more than that, that we've seen Jose Barrios not have his best stuff, but still deliver a very, very, not just the the statistic of a quality start, but an actual really quality start with six and two-thirds innings, seven hits, one earned run, striking out six, nice. and walking two. And again, after that... It was a back-and-forth game, and Byron Buxton in the ninth inning, bottom of the ninth inning, steps to the plate. Do we have it, Manny? Uh, I think I might have oh, gone no. over it on the button. No. Anyways, highlights for, for they were down uh, two runs, and he tied it up with a shot to left field. Oh, like a little a bomba. No, no question bomba to left field. Oh, I like and, no doubter bombas. And if you if you watch it, too, yeah, Derek, it, it was a really good piece of hitting. It was, by okay, okay. It was, it was impressive. sort of lower... Outside half of the plate, and he sort of reached out and just effortlessly just hit it to left side. Yeah, okay. It was really, really well hit. So great, great for Buxton, and we'd been seeing that 
trend evolve for a couple of weeks too. So that's I think he's in a really good place at the plate. Again, having not seen this series, but you know, coming into this series, <laughs> just say it confidently and keep walking, right? Um, but Barrios is a really encouraging note there too. That you say he didn't have his best stuff and got through it. I've been really impressed with his ability to do that this year because I, I think when he came up as a rookie and Manny, you'll remember some of the struggles. It was like. Yeah, this dude's electric and he's got some talent, but boy, is he ever going to be able to smooth that rough patch out? And he had, you look at his stats from his rookie year, it's not impressive. I mean, now, he could barely put the bat in the ball. Yeah, like, I, oh, I'm sorry. I'm talking about Barrios oh, here. Barrios, yeah, well, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, but you I'm could, you could, that, Buxton, yeah. that description fits for both of them. Mm-hmm. So to see them both take that next step is, yeah, it's been incredible. And, uh, and on Barrios to have the. I don't know. It's I don't the know Moxie. what to call it, but like veteran savvy almost. Is I, what think I think that's what makes a real ace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could, think, he's got stuff. We all know that. Right. But what makes a true ace, and like a Cy Young contender year in and year out, is a guy who can do what he did in that game, sure. which is not have your best stuff and still give your team six-plus innings of really good baseball. I think I heard Kyle Gibson say this on the air uh, a couple of weeks ago, that you're going to have 10 starts where – if, if, if you're a starting pitcher and you're making your 33 starts a year, you're going to have 10 starts where you're just, you got it. You're feeling it. They're eating out of your hand if you got good stuff. Mm-hmm. Not everyone's blessed with great stuff, but if you do, a third of those games is going to be fine. 10 of those games are going to have just absolute disaster, nothing. You've got to scrap your way through it. And then whatever happens with the other 10, 15 is what makes you who you are as a pitcher, the final the right. end result. Right. But it's really fascinating to me that some guys can't fight through that, especially if you got two pitches and it's like, well, they can eliminate the slider and they're just tagging the fastball today. That's tough to navigate through a lineup one, two, or three times. And he's been leaning on the changeup a lot when he, I he love doesn't it, have his real good stuff. Yeah, I love it. And when he really has that pitch diving off and away to left-handed right. hitters, holy, he is, he is, I have to imagine, one of the tougher guys in the American League to hit if he's got all this stuff working because of how many directions it can go. Speaking of tough to hit, Michael Pineda was tough to hit yesterday. You're kidding. I am not kidding. Wow. Five and two-thirds innings, just two hits, one run, and uh, walked two and struck out one. Twins, again, played some long ball and uh, had a big lead in this one. It was 8-1 to one at one point. Ended up 10-5 to five because, again, the bullpen did struggle a little bit after that. It was uh, Fernando Romero who was up and then quickly right back down <laughs> after after not recording an out. Thanks for playing. Giving up two runs on two hits. Something tells me he'll be one of the contestants on uh, did the Twins bullpen do its job a little later in the Score North first place Twins show. And, he is uh, in the studio audience, yes. Matt McGill had two innings. He gave up two runs on two hits and two walks. Both okay. of those runs earned. Hey, and I just looked up the box score, and maybe that's cheating for this the purposes of this game. That's but quite all right. 96 pitches for Pineda. That's, I, I guess, an encouraging sign to see, too. Obviously, they like to see the numbers. But when he came off the IL and we were watching that start, his first one back and thinking, oh, boy, is he ever laboring to get through this? Like, is he going to get through this lineup twice, the way this is going? And right. then, so, to, anyway, to see him not only put up that stat line, but to get up near 100 pitches, too. I'd say that's a pretty good sign for a guy that uh, I think a lot of people wanted cut two weeks ago to come out and put in a performance like that in a Twins win. Bombas for uh, Nelson Cruz and uh, Crone in that one, numbers uh, 12 and 15, respectively. I should have guessed. Right. I should have guessed. Like We almost it, we played the long version of this game. The shorter version could have been 
okay, one rocky start, two decent starts, bullpen made you hold your breath, and bomba, 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 bomba. That's basically what happened. That, yeah, and that's the story much. of the Twins. And the you, Twins you won know two what? out of three. Yeah. yeah, you know what? Just copy and paste that for like the next if we, series, if too. We, if we didn't catch you up, you would have just guessed that and been 100% right. <laughs> right, right. Been 100% and right. And I would have said Encarnacion's going deep because it's target field. Now, a couple things you may not have predicted is some reckless speculation that's gone on around here. Oh? Since you've left Eric Wetmore. There was Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic who painted it as speculation, but Mackie and Judd with Rami unanimously agree that this is a guy with some inside information who doesn't want to give up sources or that sources are giving him info and is painting it as speculation. He says a Trevor Bauer to the Twins deal makes sense. Yes. Despite despite the interdivision yeah. factor there. Yeah. Win the trade. <laughs> One second here, gentlemen. Okay. You want reckless speculation? <laughs> <laughs> You know this ain't gonna happen. How about yeah. reckless trade speculation? For the love of God! <laughs> I had to throw Jim Ross. In I love that. Anytime you oh, want to throw Jim Ross in, go right ahead. I love it. Man, that is something. I mean, that would cost you an arm and a leg, but I've been talking about that trade since the winter, man. And he says that the old notion about not trading in the division, it's dead. It's dead. And and you look at the fact Eric Falvey has a relationship with the Indians and specifically has a really good relationship with Trevor Bauer himself. They both describe it as a friendship. Yeah. Going back to the to, to the days when they went to visit him while he was still a member of the Diamondbacks and determining if they want to make a trade for him. Okay. And uh, the so that relationship runs deep. He also went down to Puerto Rico this offseason and participated in Barrios and Javi Baez's camp that they Bowered do down it. there yeah. every year. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, kind of makes sense. And I again, love it so much. I think that's a tapped-in Ken Rosenthal who doesn't want to sometimes... Sometimes your source says, hey, man, don't tell anybody I told you this or somebody on the inside told you this, but sure. and just throw that feeler out there. Sure. Yeah. Or, hey, if if you've just heard enough buzz, you can ask. You might even just say something like, hey, you know, I'm going to write this column. Don't have to tell me anything, whatever, but just like call me off if it's stupid. Right. And then if you don't get a text back, then you just run with it because it's not <laughs> stupid. Right. <laughs> or their phone was off. But there is some. If there's something to this, don't say anything. Does it bother you? <laughs> don't respond. <laughs> Blow me off again. Does it bother you that uh, you would be giving up prospects to the Indians at a no. time where they're like deciding they want Absolutely to rebuild? Absolutely not. Yeah, me neither. No, That's, not even a little bit. I thought, I thought we might have like a staged fight nope. there. No. The interdivision thing bothers a lot of people and even some people inside the game. It just wouldn't bother me at all. I would just be sitting here thinking okay, my goal is to line this up so that we maximize our window to win, and they're going to have to win the trade in some respect too, otherwise they don't make the trade. And if it's now wins for future wins, I'm perfectly fine with that. Absolutely. Just make sure your assessment is better and you win the trade. That's all. Right. <laughs> it's, yeah. Like, that's It's the Ryan Presley thing. I had somebody with the Twins tell me after the trade, but before Ryan Presley became relief ace, Ryan Presley, best reliever in baseball. Yeah. Which I think is now his official title. I, Does he have that on his business cards? I think cards? it is on okay. his business cards. I don't have one from this year, but okay. I, I'm, that's what I've heard. Before that happened and that he blossomed into that, the, the person with the twins told me like, yeah, I mean, it's good for us if he goes to Houston and succeeds. If he goes and has a good path and Houston's really happy with the trade, that's good for us. That's good for the twins. And I said, hang on a second. Aren't you trying to win the trade? Well, 
yes, you're trying to extract value from the trade, but if your trade partner constantly gets swindled by you and feels like he's, you know, being taken for a ride yeah. every single time, eventually that phone call, that text, that Google Hangout, however they're communicating these days, WhatsApp, they're, I don't know what MLB GMs are doing. It might be, I don't okay. know. Well, you know, there's a guy in Toronto, you gotta, sure. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever that communication mode is, they are trying to keep every path to improving the twins open and right. viable. So draft, so free agency, so trades. And if there are five teams that don't want to do business with you because you ripped them off in the last two years. You don't want to be known as the swindler. Like, everyone wants to do the, to use a twins example, AJ Pierzynski for Joe Nathan and Francisco Liriano and Boof Bonzer. Of course you want to do that trade. Right. Uh, and, and maybe in that case, it's it's worth harpooning a relationship. But more and more in baseball these days, you're not seeing that lopsided. Here's a superstar. Here's a giant package of prospects. You got to hope two out of the four of them pan out. Nowadays, it's hey, let's value for value here. What do you want? Oh, uh, the Cleveland Indians want a closer. Okay, San Diego Padres have one. Brad Hand. Well, we need a catcher for the future because we think our window is two, three years away. Here you go, Francisco Mejia, one of the best catching prospects in baseball. Boom, we've got a swap. That's, I think, what you're seeing more and more in baseball. It's going to hurt to give something up. But my point is that you don't have to be f- afraid of giving up assets inside the division because your goal is just to get value on your side of it for the years that you're talking about. One more piece of reckless speculation to catch you up on in this week in baseball, this. Derek, yes. is uh, our very own Glenn <laughs> Perkins, former Twins reliever, also part of the Fox Sports North broadcast of First Place Twins Baseball. And you can hear him every Thursday on the Score North First Place Twins show right here on Score North. Uh, he had this little piece. He dived right in the pool. This is this is Glenn Perkins just diving right into the Score North pool of reckless speculation. I, I mean, I, you know, I've said I think a couple times on this show, if anybody's available, if this is like, oh, this guy was reported or you know, blah blah blah. I'm looking, I'm looking at the Mets guys. I'm looking at Syndergaard and and Degrom. I mean, I, I think that's where you start. That's the that's the top. Those guys are available. I think you got to try to work something out. Wow, that's, that's just uh, it's that it's that it's that help you now and help you later thing that I like that I've talked about what the Astros did with Verlander and Cole. And and if you if you're not going if you're not going after somebody that's going to make your your entire staff better, it it just it seems like a stopgappy. It seems like a eh, ain't going to really help you. A little bit of a wild card thing. Like I, I want I would I would go try to get a an ace. So you would get. Age 26, 27, and 28, Noah Syndergaard, for $6 million and then whatever else you would get in arbitration. So you'd be getting a very much discounted Syndergaard. But you might be buying low a little bit because his numbers aren't dominant this season. Yeah. So if you think he's you're healthy st- and you can tweak some things. <laughs> you're still, you're looking at. You have to trade Rice Lewis for that, don't you? Yeah. And I, and I don't know if I particularly have a problem with that. Wow. Yeah. Made your wait for it. Oh, my gosh. But that was a payoff. Yeah. Was that ever a payoff? Didn't flinch. Fitting right in is Glenn Perkins. Oh man, I love this it. radio thing. Yeah, so I would hesitate. To you be hadn't honest heard with that. You. you seriously hadn't heard anything about that till we just played it for you. News to me. I, I had heard that there was some Royce Lewis talk going on on these airwaves. Yeah. Um, people on the inside and outside of Score North and the Score North First Place Twin Show informed me of that. that okay. Boy, you're going to be coming back into a bee's nest. <laughs> I thought, ah, okay, <laughs> that's about right. Uh, but there is, 
a hesitation for me. I mean, I love that Perk obviously has thought a lot about this. He's a very analytical and thoughtful guy. So for him to have not only an ace in mind, but also then when challenged with one of your top prospects, hey, your former number one overall draft choice has to be in here. Okay. That part surprises me a little bit because I'm just more hesitant. I'm more risk averse. But (laughs) good for him, man. Smoke him if you got him, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. That's, that line's going to be uh, on the button bar. I think, oh, so no. Smoke if you got him. Leave the I guess if that's you the, would. That's going to stick around. That's such a Wetmore thing to do, too. It's not smoke if you got him. It's you know, smoke if you got him, I guess. So I think we got them all caught up, right, Manny? Did I leave anything out? We got them all caught up. I think, on I think, we, got, uh, I think we got Derek Both what speed, happened on the field and the reckless speculation that was recklessly abound this I mean, that week. is reckless. And we have more. We have more to come. More reckless speculation. New reckless speculation from uh, an MLB insider a little later in the show. But after a short break, this week's five thoughts, the five teams who could get in the Twins' way of home field advantage throughout the playoffs and World Series. Yeah, we said it. It's the Score North first place Twins show. The magic number is 85. We're live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes. And on Score North and the Score North mobile app. My baseball friends, Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Business owners, I'm talking to you, and I've been one myself. I know what goes into it. You love it, but you're grinding every day, solving problems, taking care of employees. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect your I've become a fan of baseball and everything you need to know about how baseball works. And it might get a little crazy, but let's get straight to it. Whoever scores the most runs wins. It's the Score North Twin Show. Twins. Twins coverage on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. What are you thinking? What are you thinking about? The Twins, of course. It's Five Twins Thoughts Five. with Derek Wetmore. Max Kepler's here's a drive to left field, way back. And off the facing of the second deck, C.J. Crone with a long home run. That call on Fox Sports North. This is Score North on 1500 and the Score North mobile app. The Score North first place Twins show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes. Magic number is 85. I'm Rami Makloff. Along with Derek Wetmore, Manny Hill on the other side of the glass. And uh, it is time for the, the the column that was so good it couldn't be kept to the written word. <laughs> yep. We had to bring it to these airwaves. Sure did. To scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. Five thoughts by Derek Wetmore in this week's Five Thoughts. The five teams that could uh, contend for home field advantage with your Minnesota Twins in the playoffs and throughout the World Series. Yep, because the sight line has changed. You're no longer looking at Will the Twins win the Central? Yes, they will. Now you're looking at, will they host a series? Will they host the championship series? Would they host the World Series if they went there? So I I went through trying to find five American League teams that I thought, hey, you should keep their games. As you're scoreboard watching, you no longer need to watch the Cleveland Indians. Oh, we're only talking the American The Detroit League? Tigers. Oh, I tried. Okay. I couldn't do it. Okay. The Twins are too good for that. They are. You can't find say, five clubs. You can't find five teams. <laughs> so, so, as you're, you know, you don't need to watch Cleveland Indians scoreboard anymore. So, I like scoreboard watching after June 1st, of course. 
the official day when it's mm-hmm. okay to check right. Major League Baseball standings. Sure. Beyond that, not a moment before. No, I wouldn't even dream of it. But there's no need to watch the Indians. There's no need to watch the Detroit Tigers or the Chicago White Sox. You're Twelve and, games up in the loss column on the Boston Red Sox right now. <laughs> Life is good. Twelve games up on Life the Red good, Sox. Man. The loss column. So the Red Sox did make this list. Surprising <laughs> enough, but thought number one is your New York Yankees are going to be a real challenge. They're going to get healthy here. They're doing it without their stars. I mean, some stars are still healthy, but there was a point in. Late April, I believe, where the Yankees had a lineup that looked like a postseason club on the injured list. That lineup, if it was just healthy and that was the team, that club might contend for the playoffs. And they were sitting injured. Uh, they do have a 612 winning percentage right now. So that is, that's pretty good. It's not Houston good. It's not Minnesota good. But I do think that they're going to kind of be the closers down the backstretch. Um, Boston, I think, will play well down the stretch too, but they're just they're too far back to to really challenge. The loss column is the one that really matters when you're looking at standings or yeah, for sure. watching well, or whatever the case might be. They're four games up on the on the Yankees. Yeah, and and like I said, I think that's going to be a hard charging club down the down the backstretch. I do love. I didn't get a chance to say this earlier, but Manny, I love how seamlessly I go away for two three days, and when I come back. Rami is now including the magic number in his intros and outros. It's like how quickly he slides that. He's like, welcome to Bomba Soda. That intro is going to get so long, it's just going to be the show (laughs) at some point. All right, thanks for listening. (laughs) And remember, you can get it on Apple and Spotify. The whole show will just be the welcome in and thanks for listening. For Derek and Manny, I'm Rami. So it's what? It's in Bomba Soda. Live live from Bomba Soda. The land land of of 10,000 rakes. The magic magic number number is fill in the blank. (laughs) And we're on Score North on 1500. Oh, my God. Gosh. The score North mobile it's fantastic. So I look at it and I say, okay, magic number. Yeah, that's the magic number with the Indians. But like, that's a formality. It's just fun to count down at this point. Right. And I recognize that that's getting cocky. But guess what? You get to be cocky when you win two out of every three ball games. Like, you get to set whatever level of confidence you want, and no one can say anything. I mean, 85 isn't. That's a small number when we're talking about June 14th. It's, for that to be a magic number. No, it's incredible. That's a tiny number for June 14th. And like <laughs> There's no challenge there. Do you know what I mean? Like right. that's why it's not cocky. That's no it's no any combination of Twins wins and Cleveland losses totaling 85 means you clinch the Central. Yeah. And it, both it those would, teams have like 100 games left. Yeah. <laughs> it would take it would take a pretty substantial Collapse by the twins and just in terms of them just losing a lot more games than they win. Yeah. And you'd have to combine that with the Indians like catching fire and going on a eight, nine, ten game winning. The twins have ninety five games left. They could go forty and fifty five and probably still win this division. Mm -hmm. I see that Cleveland catching fire as a as a possibility. I mean that that could definitely happen. This twins team is too good to lose all four of its tires at the same time. Yeah. It's just too good. And has built too big of a lead. So anyway, point of the point of the column, point of the segment, the five teams that'll challenge. I only found three in the American League, guys. So I'm gonna move on and do this team doesn't have the same winning percentage, but the Tampa Bay Rays, pretty good ball club, and I could see them adding. There's some speculation that they're gonna add another bat. Mm-hmm. Maybe they trade for some pitching relief help. But 
That's a that's a sneaky good team, and they're too. obviously very serious about adding some pitching help and making a push in that division because they were, they came up second according to multiple sources in the uh, Craig Kimbrell sweepstakes. Yeah. to the Cubs. No, and that could have made a lot of sense. Sure. for Tampa, and it, it shows you that they're serious. That people say I put them in a five thoughts show a couple of weeks ago where this would be a fun team for Craig Kimbrell to land with, mm-hmm. and got some a little bit of smoke for like, oh, it's the Rays. They're not going to spend money. I was like, no, I think they will. I think this is a World Series window for them. And I think that they built into their, you know, whatever, their forecasts or projections that, hey, if this is a great club and looks like it's a 90-plus winner, we're going to add to it, and we have the financial flexibility to do that. So I I think that they are a team that could challenge. I would like to see what the final pieces are before I said, like, hey, that team will push the Twins, look out. But I'm including them for the sake of argument on this, that you do have to watch what happens with the Tampa Bay Rays if you're the Twins. Thought number two, the Rays would be a team that would... Not worry me, but I'd have my eyes open. And five games of difference in the loss column between the Twins. 603 the winning percentage I put down. I don't yeah. know if that's still the yep. case. Yep. So the Twins are at 672. Yeah. yeah. Like literally winning two out of every three games. Crazy. And so I was telling my friends. So we had some Mariners fans in town for these uh, Hubbard conferences that we were talking about earlier. And I just said, I was like, okay, the Twins just took two out of three from, yeah, a, a baseball team certainly in decline after their scorching hot start to the season this year. But that's what the Twins do. Like, they just go and they win a series. They win two out of three. We all yell about the bullpen. And then they rinse, repeat, and go win another series. They just keep taking two out of three. And if you do that all year, my math says that you've got a 667 winning percentage. That'd be pretty good. So we're up to now the Yankees and the Rays. Those two teams worry me. And then, of course, the number one team that would worry you in the American League. Thought number three, the Houston Astros are a juggernaut. They are so, so good. Yes. Lineup, George Springer. I mean, they're still doing what they're doing without Altuve and Correa. Yeah. Up it, the middle. It's like, and, and if you weren't following them closely, you wouldn't know that they were missing two stars. Right. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, they're going. Like two winning. MVP candidates. <laughs> they're missing two MVP candidates, potentially. So they do have a 667 winning percentage. Slightly lower than the Twins, but they're right there. And... The part that would scare you about them, because their lineup doesn't scare me when compared with the Twins. The Twins have the best lineup in baseball. Yeah. But their pitching would concern me a little bit, because they're pretty deep. They can pitch. Um, starting rotation-wise, you got a couple of guys that you got to look out for. I think that's, they've allowed the fourth fewest right? runs in baseball. Okay. I think, well, right and, and it's a team, too, that's been there, so they kind of know, you know, when to hit the gas, when to, like, of course, A.J. Hinch is really well regarded as a manager. So they're going to be able to push the right buttons in terms of getting down this backstretch of the horse race, if you want to call it that. To say nothing of that, they have great players. They've also all been through this together. So they, I, I just think there is something to that. They have that winning gene. They know what it takes to sort of get to the point where it's like, okay, well, let's get to October. Let's accomplish what we need to in the regular season. Then it's go time. And when a team playoffs. has all that talent and championship pedigree, you don't always get as lucky as the Raptors where everybody gets hurt, so a championship is handed to you. Oh, stop that. Dang. Wow. Did I just say that out loud into this microphone? Dang. Wow. I'm On sorry. a sports radio I'm talker? S- my bad. My bad. I just had that thought. I didn't Somebody mean for is it. still salty about I'm, the Bucks getting beat in the conference. I'm just, I, didn't, I didn't even mean that. I didn't mean that. Uh, I, didn't, yeah, I didn't even know how that happened. Now we're real don't sure. Don't know how that happened. All right. Thought number four, Derek Wetmore, on the five teams that could challenge the Twins for home field advantage. You're lucky I'm going to let you off that easy, Rami. We could really <laughs> dig into that. But there is a team in the National League that would scare me a little bit. 
I'm done being scared about teams in the American League. That's Those it. are the three. That's, That's it. it. And honestly, I I had a hard time finding two. Yeah, in the I was going to say, yeah, it it is tough. I am going to go with the number one because if you do, if you are fortunate and skilled enough to get to that final stage, the Fall Classic. In the World Series, you might run into the L.A. Dodgers, and that might scare you if you're talking home field advantage. you got to go Chavez Ravine for the it was games one and two, mm-hmm. potentially game six and seven. Yes, I realize we're talking about the World Series and games six and seven or whatever the, uh, the spread is home and away, but this is how good this Twins team is. These are the kinds of things that you need to now be thinking about. If you're a fan, you can think about this if you'd like to, if you want to dream big. But if you're in the front office, you're obligated to be thinking about this right now. Hey, as you're scoreboard watching, stop watching the Cleveland Indians. Watch the L.A. Dodgers. Right. That's where my yeah. sight line is at right now. Yeah. They are They are serious. That business. is some team. Cody Bellinger, I mean, I mean, he is legit triple crown candidate this year in the National League. Ryu is pitching out of his mind right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Like he's been fantastic. That team is that team is legit. Man, they need bullpen help though. Sure, everybody yeah. does. Right, I mean, like maybe the Yankees, which are, is a, okay. something you should remind yourself if you're a Twins fan. Like you're you're not alone in this in in this uh, this need for a reliever. That's right. The Astros have a six sixty seven winning percentage. The Dodgers have a six sixty seven winning percentage. Both of those teams would like to add another arm if they could. The Twins, by the way. Better winning percentage than either of those two great, great ball clubs, and they probably want to add some arms too. So it's 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 not a unique thing to Minnesota. It's perfectly fine that we all yell about the bullpen all the time, um, but they're not alone. Real quick, speaking of home field advantage, we got <laughs> yeah. through. Those are all five thoughts, right? Did we do all five? Uh, number five, oh, the I'm Atlanta sorry. Braves. It's a pretty I'm good sorry. team. They just yeah, added Dallas Keuchel. There, I'm not scared. But it's a team to keep your eye on if you're looking at World Series home field advantage. That's a pretty good National League club. They're hot right now. I think they've yeah. won six or seven in a row. And the I think, think the thing the Twins have working for them, yeah. and I think it's why you picked the five teams from the divisions that you did, is that the East and the Central in the National League are both very good divisions. So those teams beat up on each other quite a bit. Yeah. Where the Twins, you have the the White Sox, Royals, and... Uh, and Tigers. Those other schedule. clubs, they beat up on each other a little bit, and then the Twins just come in and beat up on everybody. Right, exactly. Like, exactly. <laughs> pretty good formula for Minnesota. Speaking of home field advantage, real quick before the break, did you see the changes that they made to try and uh, increase the home field advantage for the Twins at Target Field? I did not. So, Let's Go Crazy is no longer the home run song. They have gotten rid of Let's Go Crazy. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. And uh, they now play Bomb Track by uh, Rage Against the Machine <laughs> when there is a home run hit. <laughs> Could they not find a Bomba track? There wasn't one. <laughs> I don't, I don't okay. think so. All right, that's fine. They said they also considered uh, the Outcast hit "Bombs Over Baghdad" and had a few other songs in mind. But okay, ultimately decided to go with Bomb Track. Okay, I would have been fine with with Bob. Yeah, they also uh, they also have uh, implemented the use of air horn sirens that go off after a home run. And when they oh, want, I did hear and about when that, they want yeah. the crowd to uh, to 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 rev it up a little bit, they I play don't the like that one. Sirens. I really like it. <laughs> okay, I really fine. really like it. I'm a big fan. Uh, all right, I, that uh, whatever. I'm they, not going to fight too hard. They play a pregame uh, pregame hype video to introduce you to the Bomba Squad. Nice of the Minnesota Twins, which plays in what state? Uh, Bomba Bomba Soda, Soda, the land of the ten thousand ranks. ranks. That's right. I think <laughs> <laughs> Magic number eighty five. <laughs> 
I think that's it. I think that was all the, the well, changes that cool they changes. made to the in-game production. I love that the Twins are thinking about these things. That if you were just the best team in baseball, yet yeah, fans would come out. But the Twins aren't satisfied to do that. They are like, yo, Rocco and Co., you take care of on the field, win some games. We're going to make Target Field a fun place to be. We're going to facilitate this fun vibe. I like that they're not just content, I should say, to have a great winning baseball team. They're going to try to do more. And I guess the Twins have kind of always done that, but it shines a little bit more when they do have a great team. Um, I don't know if you'd believe this or not, but in-game in-game production and not not seizing the moment when it comes to in-game production, when it comes to either hyping up your fans and your team or doing something to distract the other team was a point of contention consistently on the Brewers post-game show that I worked on down in Milwaukee. Yeah, I believe that. Our host would constantly complain that the music wasn't right, that they, they weren't doing enough to distract the other team, they weren't doing enough to rev up the hometown fans, and I think it I think it adds something. And pl- they, they talk to players in this article who say, yeah, it adds something. When, when the fans are into it, it gives us a little bit extra juice. I used to think that the players just had to say that. I used to think that Rocco putting in a, well, thanks to the fans... During a post game press conference was just like kind of a you know you have to it's a shtick and it's hey it's good for your consumers they hear you thanking them they might be a little more loyal buy more tickets maybe buy another tall boy but I think that that is legitimate I think that there's really something there when you hear players time and time again say it in more than just a canned interview setting you have to start to believe it so I I don't know guys maybe I'm just shedding some of my cynicism with this awesome winning baseball team, but I do think that there's probably something to a crowd helping to create that environment and the team helping to foster that crowd. I'm cool with the bomb track after home runs, but I say play let's get nuts after a win because A, Prince, he should be involved somehow in all things Minnesota, and B, whatever they're playing now is just bad. I don't know what that song is. I think it's Imagine Dragons. Oh, man. It's bad. Whatever they're playing now after, after a win is just bad. I am torn on the Prince thing. I don't know. We don't have to dwell on it, but I'm I'm torn because I like having him be a part of it. I like it being involved. In fact, I was at a Twins game when I learned of his death. But really, yeah, it was crazy. Uh, good buddy Rhett Bollinger leaned over and he's like, "Did you hear the news?" I, for whatever reason, wasn't on Twitter at the time, and yeah, he broke it to me in the press box, and I was like, "Oh my!" Like I, I remember where I was. It was in Milwaukee, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, that stadium that has one of those roof things over it to keep the sky out and the bugs. I don't know what they, uh, what what other reason you would have a roof on a baseball stadium, but I'll move past that and say I think he should be involved mm-hmm. because Minnesota. Uh huh. But boy, it 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 just felt like for the couple of years after he passed that like wow we are really being saturated with this for the purpose of marketing and that kind of always sat funny with me like we're taking advantage of it now. But it's a celebration, to quote Charlie Murphy. It's a celebration. <laughs> what celebration. else does he say? <laughs> Did you say something else there? Uh, yeah. So why and what? Who better? What better to play when you're celebrating than "Let's Get Nuts" by Prince? I yeah, think that should be the song after a win. I don't think that's marketing. That's just using Prince's music to celebrate another Twins win. Yeah, I don't and know. The I just remember going down again. I always felt squirmy about it, to be honest with you. But hey. It's a cool thing to be involved because of the state of Minnesota and and really what Prince meant as a musician to people around here. We got to hit a quick break and then on the other side, play America's favorite new game show. Did the Twins bullpen do its job? That's next 
on the Score North First Place Twins Show, live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes. The magic number is 85, and we're back right after this on Score North on 1500 and the Score North mobile app. Let's bat around some banter. Twins. Twins. The Score North Twin Show on Score North and scorenorth.com. Everybody, it's time for America's favorite new game show. Did the Twins bullpen do its job? Where we find out if the Twins bullpen did its job. And now your host, Derek Wetmore. Derek! Rom Rami, thank you so much. Thank you kindly for that introduction. We are going to play Did the Twins bullpen do its job? And remind you that the Twins won a game, but that doesn't mean that everybody did their job along the way. So we're going to have a little bit of fun with this today. We do it after good games to point out that sometimes the guys that pitch in the 6th, 7th, and 8th never get talked about, but they did their job night in, night out. So it's only fair that we would also play it on days that there are going to be some failing grades handed out, I think. Manny Hill, are you ready to play? Let's do it. So Michael Pineda starts, and as Rami pointed out earlier, as he was catching me up on the Twins and the happenings with the Mariners, said he... Pitched all right. He got through what he needed to get through. Five and two-thirds on the box score. So in trots, Ryan Harper. Single, ground out to end the inning. Ryan Harper kept going. He swung around to the seventh inning. Struck out Tim Beckham. Got D. Gordon to ground out. And then the Twins brought in Mike Morin. So Manny, did Ryan Harper, in his one-inning pitch, do his job? I'm going to say yes. Yeah. Pretty simple. He, he did give up the one the one hit, but uh, he got the strikeout, and he was very efficient with his pitches. He threw 10 pitches, nine for strikes. That's usually pretty good, and uh, he did got his one inning uh, unscathed. So, yes. Excellent. Or, or, uh, yes, he did his job. Contestant, Rami, I'm not going to let you answer because that one doesn't need a rebuttal, so thanks I, for playing. I agree. <laughs> so. uh, in trots, Mike Morin in the uh, – Seventh there, he struck out Shed Long to end the inning, and that was it name. for yeah. Shed Long. <laughs> that is a I great name. That is a really good name. <laughs> uh, very good baseball name. Right up there with Johnny Field, our guy from last yeah. year. A great, great baseball name. Your name's really Johnny Field? Okay. That's great. That's amazing. That's awesome. So Mike Morin uh, gets the strikeout after replacing Ryan Harper. That did end the inning. That was all that Morin would do. Manny, I... Not a lot of controversy here. Did Morin do his job? Pretty simple, yes. <laughs> and he's quick with yeah. that buzzer. Yeah, man. he's he's really quick. Well, with that he's buzzer. practiced. He's right. like he's like the dude on Jeopardy who just like kept coming back and just kept winning. He shattered all the records. James like, Holzhauser. Now you know how Jeopardy is played. Who, by the way, is a professional sports gambler. Yeah, that's what I've heard. And has dreams of as- and aspirations of being in a major league front office. Nice. Yeah, mm. yeah the Saints should place a call. He's a very uh, numbers numbers oriented guy. Yeah. So. But, like, you get to a certain point, or, like, even Ken Jennings got to this point back in the day where you're like, okay, well, I've been on this ten times, so now I know how the flow goes. I know the buzzer quirks, or, you right. know, whatever. Like, right. I always think of people on a game show, it's a learning curve, but you don't get to learn because you only go on once, typically. Manny is a seasoned vet at the bullpen game. Yeah, Did knows. the Twins' bullpen do its job? I love how quick he is with the buzzer now. <laughs> it's just an aside. <laughs> This is what you were waiting for, Manny, when we set this one up. Fernando Romero came in to start the eighth inning. He walks Mac Williamson. Malik Smith singled. Kyle Seeger doubled. And uh, then it looks like a pinch hitter. Wild pitch. 
Four pitch walk, hit the showers, see you in Rochester. Fernando Romero uh, didn't record an out, but some runs were scored on his ledger in the box score. Manny, did uh, Fernando Romero do his job? Very simple answer. No, he did not. Yeah, Rami? It was not No, good. no, he did not do his job. It was not good. He That's did not, not, a re- job he well did not retire a batter. Man, and not to dwell on this, because we're coming up against a break at the end of the hour, but there is just not very much that has gone against the Twins this year, I'll say. Like, it's all been really sunshine and roses. Fernando Romero not being helpful is definitely something I did not see coming and has broken out of the Twins' favor. Sure. It's kind of... Boy, this would be a different bullpen if he was just sitting there with 97 and that slider and striking guys out, missing bats, locking down the late innings. Yeah, that'd be really nice to have. And he just hasn't been that. Anyway, he did get optioned after the game, and Zach Littell yeah, is, is back. They didn't uh, They didn't wait around for that one. You think they turned off the plane? Like You think they just kept it running for That's Fernando rude. Romero? Before That's they rude. I have no comment, Remy. <laughs> How heartless. I'm sorry. I think we have one more contestant. Yeah, Matt McGill also pitched. He did clean things up. I uh, walked Dan Vogelback, but then he struck out. Uh, Omar Narvaez got a line out and then ground into a force out. So he got through that, and then he cleaned up the ninth inning. Um, I think he gave up a couple runs in the ninth. Let me mm-hmm. click back over. He did. Yeah, he two did. runs. Yep. Gave uh, up a couple hits. runs in the ninth in a in eventual. 10-5 Twins win, so no save in that if you care about that stack category. But Matt McGill basically pitched the final two innings, cleaned up Fernando Romero's mess, and then gave up two in the ninth to preserve a, a what was a seven-run lead. Manny, you consider that Matt McGill doing his job? I'm going to say yes. You just needed him to st- eat innings there. Yeah, statistically, I mean, it's, you know, you're giving up two, two earned runs in two innings pitch. That's a run per innings pitch. That's a 9 ERA, but it doesn't matter. I mean, the fact that he finished the game, Rocco Baldelli didn't have to go in and bring in another guy to try and get outs to get to get the game to be over. So yeah, yeah Matt McGill did his job. Well, and you're kind of just bleeding out the clock at that point, right. right? Baseball doesn't have a clock. Well, it does now, but it in the traditional sense that football would. Or if you've got a ten point lead in a basketball game and you're trying to eat, you might take a shot clock violation just to chew as much as you can. That's kind of what you're doing. As you got ten runs because you hit bombas. And then you've got a seven-run cushion with three outs remaining. That's a tough spot for the other guys to be. Yeah, for sure. Bleed that, clock. That's so all you're trying to do there. That was all the contestants for did the Twins bullpen do its job? Ram Rami, you can uh, send us on out of here if you okay. need to. Thanks for playing, Manny, and thanks to you for listening to Did the Twins Bullpen Do Its Job? Contestants on Did the Twins Bullpen Do Its Job get absolutely nothing. For our host, Eric Wetmore, producer Manny Hill, Rom Rami saying thanks for listening. More of the Score North First Place Twins show right after this. Call it Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait, what rewards? A Dew Operator Skin. Man, I love Operator Skins. Dual double XP, and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 plus. College duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23.